This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. And we're back. One more segment here on Inside Black and Gold. I'm Jeff Noack. Got that husky hangover. He's Steve Geller. Yes, I am drooping. We we are actually recording this in studio. New location. Yeah, we're trying something else. Hopefully the audio sounds a lot better and it will justify us doing it in here. We don't have video on this one. So if the sound comes through really well, we'll have to find a way to jerry-rig some video uh, components into this going forward. But for now, we're just kind of trying it out. I think it is a nice setup because we're in comfortable chairs and we're in the same room. And you don't have to worry about my internet being janky. Yes, the internet's not janky and like there's no delay. So like... What, what would happen is I would start talking. It would be there's like a Geico commercial like this where he's like on a like speakerphone. And he's like, I don't know. Uh, uh, oh, wait, go ahead. Uh, uh, anyway. And because of, we were slightly delayed, I would start talking. Then you would start talking over me. And But in your world, on your side of the screen, I hadn't started talking yet. So we're live in front of each other. Yes, live and in person. <laughs> But yeah, so hopefully this this is coming through well, and if not, we'll never do it again. But <laughs> I was going to say, watch, uh, listenership goes down after this podcast. Yeah. What were you recording in tin cans? Right, what, what, is, what is this garbage? We're like, hey, we're in WWL studio. We sure are. Um, but yeah, this, this seems a lot fancier, so <laughs> we'll find out. Um, I, I, I imagine the acoustics are slightly better as well, considering this. that's what this room is built to I do. I feel like I have a decent setup in my office, obviously, because I do a lot of recording, though. So, I think yeah, this has to be I mean, I think prime. I have a decent setup, too, but that's literally <laughs> what this room was built for. So I'd hope it's a lot slightly better. Plus, we have a we have a view. Anyway, so yes. this, is not the, this is not the programming note. But we are missing our, our pets. This is true. <laughs> yeah, my dog is not barking in the background. Although he's probably barking somewhere. All right, so... Positions of need. Positions of need. This is Inside Black and Gold. I'm Jeff Nowak. He's Steve Geller. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeff underscore Nowak. You can follow Steve on Twitter at Steve Geller WWL. You can follow my bracket, my championship bracket on CBS oh, Sports. Championship bracket. Fun fact, I had the worst bracket in our pool in terms really of did. total overall correct picks, but I won it by 40. Unbelievable because. I won it by more points. Yeah, well, we already established that. <laughs> I won it by more points than I got correct picks. I got 31 correct picks. How many games are there in the bracket? I don't even know. It was a lot more than that. Anyway, so we're going to talk positions of need. And I think that the Saints have done a good job of addressing a majority of these in that you go into the draft and you are not actively saying, gosh, we desperately need this position. We desperately need that position, right? You handled quarterback. You handled defensive tackle, at least to an extent, so you feel a little more comfortable about it. You re-signed Andrew Dallas. You kind of handled linebacker. Uh, you know, uh, beyond that, uh, you have some questions. 
the position that I think we can get into first is uh, actually we have a clip queued up. So let's let's hear from this player, and you can guess who it is while he's talking. When you get into the end zone, do you say to yourself, you know what, like this NFL thing, like I got this, like this is not that hard. No, I wouldn't say that. It's more just I'm just grateful for the opportunity that I even got a chance to, you know, touch NFL ball or even play on Sundays. That's that's my outlook on it. Um, of course, it's a great feeling to, to, you know, be able to score points for your team. But, you know, just the opportunity, it means so much more. So that was Rashid Shahid, And I do think that he is an interesting question going into this offseason. And your commitment to him in terms of a starting role, to me, is directly related to how much of a need wide receiver is in the draft. Because if you are kind of committed to him being that, you know, Z receiver across from Mike Thomas with Olave working out of the slot or vice versa. I'm excited um, thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> it, but if you are, if that's how you feel going forward, then, you know, Brian Edwards, bring you brought in Brian Edwards at, as kind of that contested catch guy. And I think you are in good shape at wide receiver. If you aren't as committed, if you're thinking, you know, we're going to still kind of incorporate him slowly and we're not completely sold on his overall game. We still feel like he is at, he is first and foremost a return ace who can contribute in the offense, but is not going to be a every down contributor. Then that changes the equation. But to me, I think it's a pretty safe bet that he's going to be a very important piece of this offense. Yeah. The only reason that I would put wide receiver still as a quote unquote need for this squad is just because the uncertainty surrounding yes. Michael Thomas and so great that he's back. They got the deal done, worked out, and you you said that Michael Thomas, Olave, and Shahid that that for Derek Carr is is phenomenal, I think. But can how how long can you rely on Michael Thomas to stay on the field? Will he be able to start the season? There's all kinds of questions, obviously health wise with him. So I would still like them to address the position more and bringing in a, another young talent, even though we talked about a little uh, bit before getting on the podcast. They do have a guy that's been stashed away because he was serving a suspension in Kawan Baker, but by no means is he even close to being a Michael Thomas type of guy. Kawan the Baker, the touchdown <laughs> yes, maker. Yes, indeed. That's um, a, like an old giant I stole that from. Stephen Baker, the touchdown maker. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, and the thing with Mike Thomas is like, yeah, even if he is incredibly good this year, He's on a one-year deal, so if he plays himself into a giant contract, you might have to move on from him either way. <laughs> right. So, like, he's not even if he is healthy and productive this year, that doesn't mean that you have solved your wide receiver situation for the next four or five years. So, in that sense, I agree with you, but I still wouldn't put it in my top three. Yeah, I totally understand. Right. So, like, I it's think more of the, a, a luxury. We can if we can make a second category here in terms of <laughs> We're so making it up now. it's not set. The position is not like fully set, but it's not in my top three positions where I think you, they need to make a move. Right. Does that seem fair? Yeah. And I'm going to put running back in that as well. Agree, totally. <laughs> because you added Jamal Williams, but you still have a question with Alvin Kamara. And, and not so, health, it's a suspension deal. Right. And and he's getting older. Both these guys are older, right? Both these guys are in their late 20s. So, you know, you're going to want to infuse some youth there at some point. And so I think wide receiver and running back, to me, both fall into the category of I wouldn't mind seeing them invest a the draft pick, yeah. but I don't think it's it's a it's more of a a, a low end want than a than a than a low end need. I totally get that, and the exciting thing I think about the running back position is obviously it's so stacked this year. Uh, my one crazy mock draft where I ended up with Bijan, I was so mad going through the rest of the rounds though, seeing 
you know, countless number of running back names popping up, uh, especially like in the third, fourth round. I was like, man, I'd love to add him, but I just wasted my first round pick on Bijan. That makes no sense right now. But this this draft class, uh, stock with running back talent. Also, uh, we've mentioned as well tight end, which is kind of on that borderline need. Yeah. So so first off, there's two other positions I want to add to that group so yeah. that we can kind of get them out of the way and then go through the rest. So quarterback, <laughs> I think, is kind of also in that, like, sure, if they want to take a Hendon Hooker in the fourth round, I'm okay with it, but I don't feel like you need to do it. So I'm going to put that also in kind of the – put it off to the side – no, because we get aggravated. Yeah, every year it's like, why don't the Saints develop any arm talent? You know, why haven't they been developing a quarterback? And you got a guy like Luton still around, but I mean, that's not. You said his name right. I, I've been practicing. Yeah, good job. Yeah, he's, well, he's a tall dude, nice hair. I figure I better learn his name. <laughs> he does have nice hair. It's uh, very the, flowing. The, uh, the, the yeah, the, the Saints. You know, it's been a complaint for this team, and I don't have a problem with them taking that quarterback, as we've been saying later on, because you have other areas to supplement when you've already signed a big-ticket quarterback. Yes, I agree. There's So one other position that I think is very much set, and it would be a luxury pick, cornerback. I know. It's so tough, though, because you always you never have enough. Um, but, yeah, right. with, with Lattimore, I could see Adibo, them drafting a cornerback, but I'm just saying in terms of needing to do it, I think that they are mostly set there. Like they, I, I would be honestly surprised if they don't draft a cornerback. <laughs> But I'm just, in the sense of this kind of discussion, it's like, do they need to draft a quarterback or can they just stay and be comfortable? As is, right. And I think that they fall, the when you have four startable cornerbacks, you know, it's very much a luxury to add a fifth. Yeah, definitely. And the good thing, too, is a lot of, a lot of young talent at that position. Right, right. <laughs> Marshawn Latimer is your oldest player at that position. <laughs> it's wild, right. Yeah. Um, anyway, okay. So, cornerback, take off that list. And then special teams... I think you're set there. Obviously, you have questions with Lutz, but you brought him back. For better or worse, he's going to be your kicker. So you're And you're not replacing Gillikin. You just re-signed him. So I think you're set at special teams. Yeah, they'll find some kicker to bring in. Obviously, we see it every year during training camp for that competition. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can't <laughs> have, well, let's take all the kicking reps. <laughs> um, and then special teams in terms of you brought back JT Gray. Right, so you feel big. comfortable about the you know your gunner on that side. And you're really, I don't think you're bringing in another player to be a gunner, but you do have to find the other gunner. And it could be Isaac Yadam. You brought him back. He was pretty good in that role last year. So I think you're set there. So in, in the sense of I'm taking them off of, in the out of the running Neat. for the top three yeah. is wide receiver, running back, quarterback, cornerback, special teams, which leaves us with defensive tackle, safety, linebacker, interior line, Exterior line doesn't make sense. Your your tackles, yeah, right, and your tight ends. I'm gonna take safety and put it kind of in the middle. Agreed there too, because they have decent depth there. You at least have your starters, (laughs) right? Like you have two established starters, and a, a, a draft pick would be very much depth and like injury support. So whenever you have established starters at both positions, and you aren't gonna question even if you draft somebody whether they're gonna start or not. And I think that does kind of lower it, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at things here, and I don't know if this is a current roster that Ugu Amadi. Amadi. Yeah, he, he was actually— That's the, one of those names I'm looking I'm like, when did we get this done? He was the first player the Saints drafted or, or signed in free agency, a very, very low level. But you did sign Jonathan, Jonathan Abram. Abram, right. Uh, Lonnie Johnson could theoretically play safety or cornerback. He actually played more snaps at safety last year, so you have that. And then there is one other player— 
that I think you're, you're smiling. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, because it's a name that everybody loves. Say it. Well, we're not smoking on Sunday. Ah, but we're know. smoke Monday. But you are baby. smoking before Tuesday. <laughs> Amen. Uh, that's the, you know obviously probably the best name on the roster. Mm-hmm. And uh, but you know we haven't gotten to see enough from that young kid. And we'll definitely be com- cons- you know competing for special team snaps, and could end up a valuable on a backup rotation kind of thing. Yeah, and uh, Daniel Sorensen's a free agent. I wouldn't be surprised if they bring him back on a low level deal ahead of free agency, maybe a camp body or ahead of ahead of camp as just a kind of a camp body. Yeah, he got cr- so much criticism. I remember last year coming in and it was like, well, God help us if we ever need him in coverage. But man, when they oh, man. had to put him in, he played and, pretty well. Yeah, exactly. It was that guy in the right place at the right time? What, what was it? Two picks yeah. on the season. And then, and then P.J. Williams is the other guy that's kind of still floating around. So Justin Evans is not Justin Evans signed with the Eagles. And so, yeah, I think that's kind of a position where you're comfortable at. So I, I'm, I'm comfortable floating that up to the group above and saying you don't need to draft a guy there, even though maybe they do and just kind of adds, a, adds competition. What do you think? I would be – I'd still have it in the – So somewhere between those two? Yeah, because, too, though, you know, your, your starters, though, they're, they're a little bit up there yeah. in age, too. But again, not my top three. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed with that. Okay. So I'm going to say the same thing with right tackle and left tackle. I actually feel pretty comfortable about that. Definitely. You spent the first round pick at your left tackle position last Better year. Be right. You still have James Hurst, which I think that, to me, that is the big luxury <laughs> of having James Hurst who can play either tackle spot or shift inside to guard. And then you have Trevor Penning, who you expect to be your long-term left tackle. You have Ryan Ramchek, who you feel very comfortable about, even though he's getting up there in age. And then in terms of a backup right tackle who, with experience, I feel like Landon Young is solid. You know, He was a seventh-round pick from a few years ago, maybe a sixth-round pick out of of Kentucky. I can't remember. But I I feel like you're okay at the tackle spots. And, you you know, one of the guys they did bring in to uh, Storm Norton was also another tackle, right? Yes, yeah, so I mean, I think you're, I think you're in decent shape there. Maybe you bring back Ethan Greenwich, and you kind of go from there. But I don't feel like I feel I put that in the same range of safety of like maybe you do draft a young tackle with an eye on in a couple years replacing Ramchek, but I'm not making it a priority in the top three rounds. No, and you you mentioned before getting into all this through that. Yeah, that interior though is a different story. Yes. So we have now landed on four positions left, and. We have three spots that we're going to fill. So out of defensive tackle, linebacker, interior, offensive line, and tight end, who, which, what would you eliminate from that group and say that was that is the f- least important position that you have left to address? Oof. That's tough, but I'd have to go, I guess, with tight end because you just brought really? you just yeah you signed Juwan. Hopefully, we see something from Troutman. Hmm. And uh, I guess the development of Lucas Kroll maybe could okay. could be something, but to me, yeah, the defensive line, the interior of that defense too, and then wide receiver. I'm I really want to hammer. Oh, we already left wide receiver out. What was the other? I'm sorry. What was the, and, uh, defensive tackle, linebacker, interior. Oh, linebacker. Right? Yeah, just yeah. because of of the inexperience there, which you're going to bring in another. You know, obviously, young guy. I I guess linebacker maybe more of that veteran free agent still out there. Yeah, but I I could st- I could see them drafting someone as well, 
even though you brought up it hasn't been too much success in those early rounds for linebacker with this team. Right. See, I'm I'm taking linebacker out. And the and the reason being I want to see what some of these guys have and I'm not going to I'm not going to overreact right now to a potential injury 6 months from now. Right? Like I I want to see what the young right. guys have whereas if I'm going to that draft and I feel like I, I, I've had this perceived need at tight end, and I'm in a draft with so many good tight ends. That's a good point, too. Like like the running back position, that is stocked. Like, I'm not going to draft for need, but I am going to make it a must for me that in a draft where I have a need for tight end, I have a an underperforming tight end who's in the final year of his deal, and I have a receiving tight end who is improving as a blocker, but is still not a, a legit blocking tight end. I'm making it a must for me to come out of that draft with, you know, even like a even like a Payne Durham. Like one of these kind of lower end of the spectrum tight ends who are still profiles of potential starting tight end in the NFL. Right? Like Luke Schoonmaker, I think is a name. Like guys like that. You know, I don't know if you're gonna be able to justify a second round pick on a Darnell Washington, right? Or uh, who's the kid out of Utah? Blinking. Not Musgrave. Musgrave's Oregon State. Dalton Kincaid. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't know if you're going to be able to justify that or Michael Mayer. It's a little high, but you know, again, we've, I've seen some mocks with Michael Mayer yeah. for the Saints in round one. Yeah, no, he's he's getting getting mocked at the end of the first round. And I mean, we talked to we've referenced this several times. We talked to Daniel Jeremiah, and he had 11 tight ends ranked in his top three rounds. That's huge. And so, if you have a need for tight end and this avail this plethora. Of starting caliber tight ends, or at least starting profile tight ends. Why wouldn't you invest? It's got to be in my top three, and I and I, you know, and like we're kind of splitting hairs here. Of I think you can sign a linebacker, a depth linebacker that you can trust, and so I guess that kind of falls into the you're still addressing it. But I'm putting personally, I'm putting linebacker behind tight end. No, and I remember early on in this when we're talking about even draft stuff, you were saying. You'd definitely be disappointed if this team didn't come away with a tight end in this stock so draft. Many. Right, exactly. There's it just makes so sense. many. Right. I would be disappointed if they don't come away with a running back, too. <laughs> but I think that's like a fifth, sixth round project as opposed to in the third round, if you have a, like a second round graded tight end out there, it's going to be really tough for me to pass up on that at 71. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, Roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yeah, the I think the still the biggest need... I still, but to be said, fair, I still put that number three. Okay, yeah, I was going to say that right. biggest need for me is still the middle of the defensive line. So the defensive line. Yeah, just because okay. of the fact, you know, you, I know you brought just in. Just the numbers game, right. You, you brought in some, some guys in free agency, and I think they are admirable uh, starters, but I still want a boost in talent overall 
yeah. for that D-line, especially with an aging Cam Jordan around. So when you're talking D-line, you're, are you, I guess we can split that up, defensive end, like, which I didn't split it up. So are you talking defensive end or defensive tackle? Uh, preferably defensive tackle, but I still could see the defensive end a position of need as well. Just because You lost a guy like Davenport. You're hoping Peyton Turner yeah. does something this year. You still have some depth there, too, with guys like Granderson, Tano. Uh, obviously, your, your main dude is uh, Cam Jordan. But I'd still uh, that's a, a position that I feel like they are going to address it in this draft uh, just because. I do feel like you have to. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 I don't know. It just feels right for this team because I, I still have a lot of questions about Peyton Turner, honestly. And, you know, being a healthy scratch last year doesn't help. Uh, I, you know, I'll give him a little bit of a pass, but that wasn't. It's not good when your first round talent isn't on the field at all. Yeah, I, I agree, and I would like to see this team get a little more athletic at defensive end, and I don't I don't know if they will. I don't think it profiles there, but like, I would like to see them try to try to establish a player like a B.J. Ojolari or someone, just the, the athletic guy there. who can get around the edge, right? And I don't know if he's a guy you go at 29 just because he doesn't fit the archetype. Um, but, you know, I, I still like Isaiah Foskey from Notre Dame. I, I do like that. I would put defensive tackle above it in terms of, you know, you you at least know what to expect from the guys at defensive end. Like yeah. Cam Jordan is as consistent as they come. Carl Granderson is get just getting better and better. And then you know Tano is a rotational guy, and you have to gamble and say this is going to be the year Peyton starts to figure it out. At defensive tackle, I think I know what to expect. <laughs> hopefully, you get Hollis Thomas out of Colin Saunders, right? <laughs> hopefully, hopefully you get David Onyemata out of Nathan Shepard, which is who. Dennis Allen Compton too, but I don't know. And I would really like to see a, a blue chip defensive tackle prospect in there. Yeah, and uh, make new D-line coach Todd Grantham happy too. Yes. <laughs> so so personally, I'm still putting you know what? Now I've changed my mind. I'm going to put tight end at number four, linebacker behind that, and I'm going to go personally, I'm going defensive end, defensive tackle, and I still think interior line, interior offensive line is the biggest. Just because I can't trust Andres Pete. If I'm going to this season saying I brought in Derek Carr to change the stakes of this franchise, to change the trajectory <laughs> of this franchise from being this middling team to a legit playoff contender, Better I need to protect him. him. Amen. Especially in the interior because he's not, you know, he, he's mobile enough, but he's not going to be a guy that is going to be able to survive constant pressure from the middle of the pocket, right? Like a Lamar Jackson, he's going to get out. He, he prefers it. Because it, it allows him to get outside. Kyler Murray, it allows him to get outside. Derek is trying to stay in the pocket. He wants to stay in the pocket. And if it's getting collapsed from the inside, you're going you're gonna to struggle. And I just can't trust Honest Pete to stay on the field. Right. And turning to uh, Throckmorton again, you don't want to see that. I mean, Doc Throck. And, you know, you have a, a Lewis Kidd's another one that's, that could be in the mix. Yeah. yeah I mean, you, you, have, you, you have young, like, developmental depth, right. guys still. Yeah. There's not that. That's solid rock. I want my future starter on the roster at guard, if I can find him. And I only think there's a couple prospects in this draft that would qualify in terms of taking them at 29, right? So if they're not on the board, if they're gone, then I might shift. But if they're on there, if I have a first-round graded guard and he's on the board at 29, I'm taking him. I saw a great segment recently on NFL Network. They had Osiris Torrance on, and he talked about 
just, you know, crawfish boils because they asked him, oh, we know about crab boils and everything. And I'm listening and I'm like, man, this guy's ready to come back home. Uh, and that's something that has has come up on my mock drafts. I'm sure you have had it too, where he's a name that's going to be in that 29 range. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and uh, But he could be gone. He's right. going to be the, he's right. the top interior lineman <laughs> on the board. So it just takes one team. We've talked about this too. Saints fans will love talking about a first round pick, that offensive lineman. I think there is a drop off after him. Yes, I think that totally. And and so like yeah, maybe forty, maybe you maybe maybe you go to some, somewhere else at twenty nine. But I do think that we're in agreement that you know if if you want to split up defense, the interior line spots and the exterior line spots, which I don't think that's the right way to phrase <laughs> it, um, the outside line spots. Uh, I would I would rank these defensive end. Defensive tackle, interior line, in that order in terms of... Interior line's number one, though. Yes. Okay. Thank you for clarifying. I was trying to find a way to, <laughs> to, way to say that simply. And, and that, that's the order. If I, Okay, let so, me say that again. I would rank this from one, two, three, from most important to least important. Guard, but also, D, tackle, defensive end. Yes. Yes, that's what I would go. And I think that's, that's how this... That's why when I put mock drafts together, that's what I end up with. Yeah, and from a perspective of like Saints history, will lead you, will 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 point you in the right direction. This team wants to build from the lines to begin with. It's always how they've operated, and I don't. And I think this is also just a year where it makes a lot of sense to do it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to my mock actually 3.0 because 2.0 just shook me when Bijan fell to me at 29, and I couldn't pass it up, and just was thrown off the entire rest of the way. I was shook. Yeah, I could tell. <laughs> I could tell he just wasn't. He was. He, halfway through it, it was just like, uh, uh, can we just, can, can I do this over? And I, I, you know what though, I re, I kept that though. It would have been very easy to reset and start yeah. over. I was your, like, screw it, own, own, own the bit. Exactly right. I was like, all right, let's see what happens here. And and you know what, I, it's amazing to see the simulators. Obviously, are so much different than what's going to happen in real life. I'm just curious to see if even B. John Robinson makes it out the top ten. It's true, and Pro Football Focus locked theirs behind a paywall, so uh, we can't use that one again. <laughs> oh, that's that's done now. That's right. Well, I mean, I I have I, I can use it. I don't think you have a subscription, and I'm not giving you my password. I don't trust you. <laughs> yeah, I'll totally like end up getting your credit card information. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I already, I, you already have that, but either way, all right. That's gonna wrap that up. I think that was a good kind of thought experiment there, and I think we we kind of landed on it, and we we did kind of rank this. In, inadvertently in in a way that I think if we're just going down the list from the the position that I think is least important to address to the position that I think is most important to address and we can go through this so at the top is special teams which is just least important Nick you're not addressing it cornerback quarterback wide receiver running back safety the the offensive tackles linebacker Tight end, defensive end, defensive tackle, interior line. That's the order in which I would rank positional need in terms of having needing to address it. The only one that that might have jumped to me is like where wide receiver was. I might have it a little higher. Yeah, I could put wide receiver ahead of running back, uh, maybe in the same That's range. Tough as though, safety. just because of the Camara suspension and all. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And I think that the only other back on the roster is Eno Benjamin, right? Jamal Williams. Right. Well, uh, yeah. Other him. than Jamal Williams. Right. So it's just. It's just Camara. So you Jamal, don't want me to move wide receiver and Eno. Yeah, that's tough with with just that lack of depth. You're arguing against yourself, sir. Yeah, because I'm thinking about all the <laughs> other receivers we still do have on this roster. I, I agree, um, but yeah, I think that's a that's a solid. You know, and you're not drafting for need. 
but I do think it's still important to 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 establish the needs. Um, and so I think that's I think we've done a good job of that here. Yeah, and running backs another position too. We've in the past tons of success with undrafted free agents, and who knows what could happen though. Like I said, we we talked about this year's class being uh, back and tight end heavy there. Yeah. So yeah, maybe they they address both in the draft, but that's another issue too is undrafted free agency, which will be so much fun to cover after the draft ends and then you're scrambling to get all these names together. Yeah, and everyone gets so excited about a guy like Abram Smith and he doesn't even make the roster and has never heard from again. Although, he's, I think he's in the XFL yes, now. Yes, exactly. But no, I, I think, and, and as much as I hate to say it, and I think it does, it is kind of demeaning a little bit, but like running backs are a dime a dozen. And, you know, you can, you can find them. Whereas uh, there are positions that are more difficult to unearth in the draft and in free agency. And, and like even just from a from a salary perspective, it's one of the lowest paid positions. Breaking news on the podcast. Oh God, that's just a visit, so it's not that big of a deal. But is anyone interesting? Uh, a quarterback, really? Clayton Tune. Clayton Tune. Okay, so no, you know, I, I was on I was on uh, with Tommy Tucker this morning. Okay. And one thing that I said to him, and I think is true, it's going to be interesting to see how many quarterbacks the Saints bring in because I think. If it's just Hendon Hooker and even maybe one other guy, you're kind of gauging the level of commitment to bringing in a quarterback, right? If they're bringing in like four or five quarterbacks for visits, to me that indicates that they're in the quarterback market and it's just a question of where they're going to pull the trigger. If it's just Hendon Hooker and they're thinking, you know, we just want to make sure that if we're in position to draft this guy, we have the information. But if you you end up with a Tanner McKee, uh, Stetson Bennett, Clayton Toon, Tyler Badgett, Jaron Hall... Then it's like, wow, they they're just looking for a quarterback, and they're just trying to figure out which one. So I find the Clayton Tune visit a lot more interesting. Than the hooker than the, than the hooker <laughs> they brought in. <laughs> um, and also, Bobby's going to be really excited about this because I believe one of his relatives is dating Clayton Tune. Oh, I think his stepdaughter, or maybe uh, we we got to ask him. But yeah, I've talked to him about this before. Inside I've, info on Clayton Tune. Yeah, here. so so maybe that's what it is. Maybe they're just bringing him in on. Bob to uh, Bobby's behest, so that they can have a family dinner on the Saints' dime. Well, in something go, going back to the whole Foster Morrow thing at tight end too, they were in the pro- obviously the process of the physical with him. So there was they were that close were to me to bring him in. Right, exactly. Yeah, they were going to sign him. Da said that he was gonna like he was supposed to be having breakfast with Mickey Loomis when the news when they got the information about the cancer. So like, you know, I don't think you go get breakfast with the GM unless you're about to sign a contract. Uh, but that's, you know, that's just my guess. Was, anyway. um, Clayton tune did not go to the senior, senior bowl. Oh, he was. Yes. Uh Oh, yep. We know that senior bowl talent pool. Yep. Hand and hooker was there too. He just didn't work out. Right. Exactly. But all right, let's, uh, let's wrap that up before there's no more breaking news. We don't need any more. <laughs> I literally just saw that come up. Ian Rappaport's tweeting it. Yeah. He's also visiting with the Giants, Steelers, Bucks, Rams, and Texans. So, oh, and Browns. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he's uh, he's making the rounds. I, I mean, it's interesting because I wasn't that impressed with him at the at the Senior Bowl. But hey, maybe maybe I I maybe I got the wrong impression. But I also think that Nathaniel Dell's really interesting. That was his quarterback with Houston. So hey, maybe maybe there's a match made in Houston. Well, that's interesting too. Like you, you're mentioning. You know, it didn't really impress you, but something had to have stood out to the Saints I mean, because I, they had their their chance to meet with him there, so they want even more information on Clayton Toon. Yeah, I mean, if I had to pick one, he was probably the more impressive of the quarterbacks there. I just, I think it was a very low-end quarterback pool, so I just didn't spend a ton of time watching it, and 
you know, even even if he's a guy they bring in, like this is a sixth round pick, I'd guess. You know, you're not taking him in the fourth. Fifth More round. likely of what we're expecting them to do with a quarterback. Right, right, and and if that's what they're doing is they're looking for a guy they can bring in in the late rounds, then yeah, sure, he makes sense. I think Jaron Hall would make sense too. You know, there's a lot of guys who make sense. Eagles um, still holding on to Ian Book. Yeah, seems like it. Yeah, <laughs> maybe they steal him. Off the Eagles practice squad. Yeah, maybe maybe they can re. <laughs> that would be funny if they repoached their. But own I, guy. I think I feel like though that book was more of a Peyton pick than a DA kind of guy. Hundred percent. Right. So, but all right, we're we're going in circles. Now here. we're rambling, right? Yes. So at, at the risk of this podcast going on forever, ah! make sure to subscribe. Let us know if you like the audio or the rambling from this podcast any particular way. And uh, we we can decide whether we can continue recording this way or go back to our, you know, humble abodes. They might miss the video of our beautiful faces. Yeah, well, if if we want to keep doing it this way, we'll have to come up with a video option and just kind of figure it out. But it wouldn't be that difficult, I think. No, we're in a broadcasting business, so we better have stuff. Barely. We could set up our phone. By the skin of our teeth. (laughs) All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. I'm Jeff Nowak. He's Steve Geller. Peace. Later, everyone.